Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. I, I should probably say a very merry draftmas to you because this is a special edition episode of the AP Laboratory. Uh, this is a little draft episode. It's going to be uh, a little bit of discussion about the Senior Bowl, some prospects that have declared uh, as attending the Senior Bowl since we last kind of talked about the draft. And we're going to do a little bit of a mock draft with a unique spin on it. Uh, here to help me talk about some draft prospects. First, find him on Twitter at Chief in Carolina. Maddie, uh, this is really just a favor for you because I know you just have been dying to talk draft basically since we gave you that just that little opportunity a month ago. Look, this is Christmas come early. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> I will send my gift to you that I now have to go purchase because you're giving this to me. It will be arriving yes. in the mail in a couple weeks. But no. I think that I was a little lagging behind a little bit this year compared to last year in terms of trying to push out some of the draft content and beg Kent to let us talk about it. But I think <laughs> we hit Thanksgiving and it was just like that week before Thanksgiving. It hit me that like, no, it's draft time. Like we know everything we need to know about the NFL right now. Let's just play the playoffs. Like the, let the good teams play. Let's only focus on talking about draft prospects. Unfortunately, we're limited to one podcast every month. Uh, also joining us is Craig Stout. How you doing today, bud? Are you ready to talk draft? Yes, I absolutely am ready to talk draft. I am so far ahead of where I was last year at this point regarding the draft and the Senior Bowl and all of that. I'm excited to talk about it. But yeah, I'm with Matt. Let's get let's get to the playoffs because these games right now, frankly, don't really matter all that much. So let, let's get there. But in the meantime... We have fun stuff to watch. It's bowl season. These maybe are some guys that you can keep some eye on while you're watching the bowl games. Yeah, some of them might be playing in bowl games, but all these guys that we're about to talk about right now are committed to the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, it's in late January. It is worth your time. If you guys are looking, if, if you're a draft nerd, if you are uh, someone that loves college football, Go down to Mobile if you want to touch and check Kent's out hair. the Senior Bowl. Yeah, I, me, Maddie, and Craig, we will all be there at the Senior Bowl this year uh, during the practice time. We, we leave before the game. The game's the least important for the uh, for the draft evaluators, but uh, the practices are very important. Um, we're all going to be down there enjoying ourselves, having a good time. Uh, you guys should check it out if you if you get a chance. Uh, if if you're if you're in the area, well worth your time, and you'll be looking. Uh, for these six players that we're going to talk about here today, uh, we got to start with this guy because it's one that we are all a little bit disappointed that we got a lot of, we, we all kind of put eyes on like two days after we did the draft show. And it's a linebacker that Chiefs fans are going to be very familiar with after uh, draft season is over because we will be kind of banging the drum for this guy. Akeem Davis Gaither from Appalachian State a linebacker, 
Craig, please try to keep this under 60 minutes. Okay. I, I will try. I feel like I've already talked a lot about Akeem Davis Gaither or ADG as we've been calling him because I'm in love with him. I I think he might be my (laughs) new son. I'm pretty sure he might be my new son. But this dude flies around the field. If you turn on an Appalachian State game, he's everywhere. He's got tons of range, sideline to sideline, true range there. He lines up on the edge, on the line of scrimmage. He also lines up in the slot. He also lines up a little bit, you know, kind of off ball as well. He's everywhere. He's basically tailor-made to play the will linebacker position for Steve Spagnolo. He's great in coverage. He's physical, really physical dude. He will light a dude up and he has the requisite intensity. He will talk. He's going to yap at you over and over again. He's a tone setter in that regard. We know how much that Steve Spagnuolo likes those types of players. I just think that he's everything that Spagnuolo would covet in a player like that, short of size. The problem is he weighs about 215 pounds. I know that seems light. But he's about 6'1". He's actually pretty filled out for his frame. He might be able to wear some more weight. He That lightness does show up in some spots that you'd expect, but he actually does a much better job stacking and shedding, filling gaps than you would expect a guy that size. I don't know if that will translate quite as well to the NFL, but we're going to see in Mobile because we're going to see a lot of NFL quality players in Mobile, and he's probably going to play interior as much as possible. So we're going to see a lot of that attacking interior gaps, stacking and shedding out of Akeem Davis Gaither while we're there. I'm guessing he does. I'm guessing he's at least 220, if not a little bit higher. I wouldn't be surprised to see that he's playing closer to that range this year. And I think we'll see in Mobile too what he looks like in person. He looks a little bigger than a 215 pound person does out there on the field, and he plays much bigger. Like Craig said, he kind of plays this weird overhang position that a lot of colleges do, the Dorian O'Daniel position, for those that want to have flashbacks. It's a thing. It's there, unfortunately. However, and people might be tired of me talking about him by now, but Fred Warner played the same position at BYU. There was something about Fred Warner that I saw that made me think there was going to be no issues for him to transition to a normal, typical, traditional off-ball linebacker in the NFL level. He understood how to attack blocks, even if they were always on the edge, even if the processing was lagging behind because of where he played, they just has to get used to it. He understood how to attack blocks. He understood how to keep his outside arm free he understood the hand technique needed to keep clean to not let a blocker get his chest akeem davis gaither does the same thing there's some plays against you you the university of louisiana lafayette and a decent offensive line where his hand technique is near flawless and he keeps the perfect positioning all the way through it it's little things like that that you want to see this apex player with you want to see him do that makes you think he can translate to an actual linebacker position and not just play this athlete in space i'm with craig here this guy is one of my early draft crushes and i don't think it's going away anytime soon i've seen him uh line up like off the tackle a little bit too like they played him as a stand-up rusher some and he actually had a little bit of productive productivity there mm-hmm. uh affected the passer. i think he got a sack uh in one of his recent games um he's 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 a fun player to watch last year we had uh you know bayron murphy this year it's akeem davis bather 
and we are doing that before 2020 hits. Uh, another linebacker that has accepted his invite to the Senior Bowl is Francis Bernard from Utah. It's kind of an interesting story, but uh, a guy that caught Craig's eyes a little bit. Yeah, and actually Matt joined me uh, on him a little bit. I've, I've got a fairly decent grade on him right now. He's got really loose hips. He He's surprisingly good in coverage for a guy that is 240 pounds. Typically, you see these 240-pound guys, and they're kind of bigger, slower dudes that are a little bit going the way of the dinosaur. Uh, Francis Bernard's not that like he he can he can move a little bit he's got a little bit of range he's got the ability to turn and run with some of these guys I I saw him stick with a much faster running back on a drag route and that's insanely hard for most linebackers to do he did that very very well and he's very long he can separate well pretty good blitzer as well the problem is he's on the older end he really is. We don't know his exact age yet, but he did take a he went to BYU first. He took an LDS mission before he started playing football. He played football there for a couple of years. He got in some legal trouble. He he did threaten uh to kill a police officer and, or threatened to kill somebody during a police interaction. He got a DUI that October, suspicion of DUI that October. And he left BYU, and he decided to go on and redshirted at JUCO, then came to Utah after that. So he's definitely gotten up there in age. This is probably him at his athletic maximum, but he's a guy in the mid-rounds that moves a lot better than you would expect for a guy his size. So he's a he's definitely someone to keep an eye on as a potential Mike for the future. You know, if they wanted to move on from Anthony Hitchens, they could do far worse than a guy like Francis Bernard. And I think some of the legal trouble, not excusing any of it, but there was just some weird circumstances with it that some people may have been doing things to get a reaction out of him, he did threaten to strangle the property manager, I think, of his dorm room who was trying to That's videotape him. Yikes. He was trying to <laughs> videotape him while the police were telling him to turn down his music or to quit making so much noise, and that made him upset. He then got the DUI. He since has you know, claimed he's matured. He hasn't been in trouble since. You, just, you would have to really vet him as a player. But like Craig said, he moves. Like This guy really does move, and then when you find out he's 240 pounds, it's pretty impressive. I don't trust his eyes right now as a linebacker. He's kind of just attacking, attacking, attacking. He's not really reading the field. And when you're 25-ish years old at this point in time, you've been playing linebacker for long enough at the college level, I would like to see a little bit more improvement there. He might just be a coverage backer at the NFL just based on that athleticism, but there's something to look there in the mid-rounds. Yeah, and I mean, athleticism, the Chiefs have athleticism at the linebacker position on the roster right now, but they don't trust any of it. So... I think Davis Gaither and Francis Bernard are two guys that you could very well see the Chiefs try to invest in to try to get more athletic at the second level. Uh, another linebacker who maybe doesn't fit the same mold as these first two uh, is Zach Bond from Wisconsin. Craig, what do you like about him? I I think I like uh, you know uh, he's he's like he's a Wisconsin linebacker. He he tries really hard. <laughs> He really does. He's 6'3", 235, so he's not going to be a guy that plays defensive end for Steve Spagnuolo. He would be more of a luxury Sam-type role, but he has insane production. Now, it's granted, it's just this year for him, but he only has one game 
throughout the entire season for Wisconsin that he does not have at least half a sack or half a tackle for loss. So that's 19 and a half tackles for loss on the season, 12 and a half sacks. You can't ignore that production. High motor guy, fairly decent technician, doesn't have like elite burst or anything like that, but he might be a guy that they could look for to try and develop as a Sam, have as a luxury pass rusher. If he fell pretty far, I think he's going to go pretty high. There's a lot of people that seem to be very in love with him and with that production. You can't really argue that, but I think maybe he's more of a 3-4 outside linebacker. He could go maybe early, mid-second round if he has a great mobile. He's kind of one of those guys that if he is, you know, if he's taken early, that's it's probably helps the Chiefs. He's not an, a perfect fit. He is kind of a luxury Sam. He's like if, you know, he's not he's not necessarily perfect. I think he's going to play they're going to play him off ball some at the senior bowl mm-hmm. uh and see what he's up to out there. Um Trey Adams, a tackle from Washington, also accepted his Senior Bowl invite. Um, he's another kind of high-profile player in the sense that, you know, for, uh, two years ago he was regarded as potentially, you know, a top ten pick, and he's had you know some significant injury issues. I think this is his sixth year at Washington. He got a medical redshirt, I believe, uh, and uh, he's a massive dude. Uh, and Maddie, I know he's a guy that you've had your eye on for a while. Yeah, Trey Adams was at one point in time seen as this like a lock top 10 pick at offensive tackle. He's had some back injuries, immediate red flag for anybody that's playing at his weight. He's had some knee issues. Again, immediate red flag for a guy playing at his weight. But when he plays, he, he's excellent. I think you can see that he's still working into coming back from a couple injuries, but he's gotten better as this year goes on. He's not the most athletic offensive tackle, but when you combine his size, and we're talking one of these guys that's 6'7 and has the wingspan to match, it's really hard to get around him on the outside. He's a smooth mover, even if he's not super athletic. He's got good technique. His feet usually fall in the right area. It's not like he's a heavy, lumbering, kind of Orlando Brown type big guy. He's just a big, fluid mover that may lack top-end athleticism. But he really knows how to use his hands. He knows how to mirror his feet in front of rushers. And he uses all of his length. If you're going to try to rush around the edge, you're going 10 plus yards around him every single time. He's going to make sure of it. He may not be able to keep up with you and ride your hip all the way around the pocket, but he's going to make you run the full arc over and over again. And he's just a hard guy to beat in general in pass protection. Yeah, he's pretty stout. And he's he's uh, he is very tough to kind of get around. I mean, it's really hard with when it, with a guy that size. He, I, I, I didn't think he was like lumbering either. Like, I, I don't think he's a like I don't think he's a good mover. But no, I didn't think he was like a lumbering player either. I don't know if the Chiefs are gonna be in the market for him uh, in the first two rounds, obviously. But like, you know, if if um, you know, if they want to try to if 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 the teams don't trust his medicals, maybe maybe he's value in that third fourth round range where. You know the Chiefs can let him maybe try to get healthy a little bit, get back uh, to you know maybe some of his um, earlier days, and and obviously the back injury might linger, but he could be a, a good value play and, and a potential replacement at tackle down the road. Neville Gallimore, one good contract oh. for a third round pick. Oh, this is yeah. one good contract for a third round pick. Fine, you take your chance. Like the Ravens took one there on the worst athlete ever, play him at right tackle. He's become right. good. Like you just take a chance in that range, and I think that's the range you look for with him with such intense medicals. Absolutely, 
100%. Uh, Neville Gallimore, an interior defensive lineman from Oklahoma. Uh, another really, I think he's a really fun player to watch. He very well could uh, sneak into the back end of round one. Uh, I, yeah, I I really enjoy watching him play. He's got some very splashy plays on his tape, Matty. He's incredibly fun. He's your kind of typical that you get him every you know couple years now, and it almost seems like anymore in the NFL you get him every year. Your three tech, he is your penetrating defensive tackle that is a pass rusher first, pass rusher second, and you know he'll make the occasional play versus the run when he shoots the right gap. Like he's not incredibly stout at the point of attack. Oklahoma tried that with him a couple years ago. It wasn't working great. As soon as they've released him and just let him attack, he has been a monster for them. He has a wicked spin move that I don't love interior defensive linemen throwing out spin moves, but when it's as quick as his is, it works. He's got a nasty arm over it. He's a very good pass rusher. And like Ken said, you're a good pass rusher. You put heat on the quarterback. And if NFL teams think you can do it consistently, that's going to work you up into the first round. I don't know about his fit necessarily with the Chiefs, though. Like I said, he's kind of a liability against the run a little bit. You can run at him or let him run himself out of plays. He does have a fantastic motor. I just don't know if the Chiefs are going to want to invest such a high, you know, top 50, 60 kind of pick on another defensive tackle. It's mostly going to be a pass rusher only. Yeah, I feel like he'd have to fall to maybe the third round, which he shouldn't based on his tape. His tape is so fun. Uh, and he fits the requisite for Spagnuolo. He he's over three hundred pounds. He's six two, but I what Matt was saying there, he can get blown off the ball a little bit. Where where he does win against like double teams is by splitting them. He's not going to anchor. He's going to split them, and mm-hmm. he's going to get into the backfield. He's going to make a play there. We we've seen that. It, We've seen that out of guys like Chris Jones. He's obviously not a Chris Jones type by any means, but. A bigger guy who can make splashy plays on the interior. I I can see maybe them them trying to address that if they fell or if he fell into the third round there, but honestly, again, he, he shouldn't based on his tape. Yeah, I really enjoy his first step too. Uh he's got a pretty good first step as well. I, I he's a guy like I, I think you watch like all these guys, there's in the context of they're either gonna help the Chiefs or, you know, they're gonna help the Chiefs by pushing someone else down the board in these first two rounds. So maybe Gallimore's a guy that gets taken before the Chiefs take, I don't know, a corner in round one that kind of helps them with that whole situation. But a really enjoyable player, a guy we're going to get to watch at the Senior Bowl. Uh, I'm now, really looking honestly, forward. I, I love the fact that he's at the Senior Bowl because interior offensive linemen against him, that's what we want to see. You want to see guys, uh, you, you right. want to see those kind of matchups. That it, you got interior offensive linemen that went against him, Javon right. Kinlaw. Like that's great. It's give me more of these types of defensive linemen. Put those and interior. He's gonna destroy up. people at the Senior Bowl. Oh yeah, he will. Because yeah, it's just the lack of uh, help. You get mm-hmm. all the space you want in the world. <laughs> you put a guy with his quickness and his his lateral agility as far as a pass rushing interior defensive lineman. I think is probably second best in this class to somebody like Derek Brown, if not pretty equal with them. And mm-hmm. just that's what wins at the senior bowl in terms of pass rushing on the interior because there's no help. So if you do stop him at the senior bowl, like that's going to be impressive. Because the one-on-one drills, he should destroy them. Mm-hmm. Maddie, you wanted to talk about a big target out west that accepted his senior bowl invite recently. It's Michael Pittman, the 6'4", 215-pound wide receiver from USC. Yeah, I know a lot of people, or not everybody's big on this wide receiver to Kansas City bandwagon, but listen to what Kent just said. This man's well over six foot, 
well over 200 pounds. How many wide receivers on the Chiefs roster fit that mold? Jody Fortson. Maybe Sam. <laughs> you got Sammy Watkins, and that's about it. And we're not expecting him to be here next year. You do need to replace that possession receiver, that third down crutch at wide receiver, the guy that can play on the line of scrimmage and beat press coverage. Michael Pittman's a guy that can do that. He's got good size. He's got incredible hands. He's been incredibly productive with the lack of consistency at quarterback there at USC. And what I really like about him is despite being a big guy, he's not going to be the best athlete, but he's a good linear athlete. He wins vertically. I like big wide receivers that can win vertically. The Chiefs like to have their ex-wide receiver, Sammy Watkins in this case, still be able to play deep down the field. It's not just a you know five, 10-yard routes every single time. You have to have some comfortable ability to go downfield. He's not going to blaze by every cornerback in the NFL, but he can get a step on you and then use his big body to shield, protect himself, catch the ball. He had some good games against Utah. He's had some good games against Stanford over the years. He's beat good cornerbacks. He's beat Jalen Johnson's, Paulson and Davos, guys we're going to talk about underclassmen cornerbacks that we would love the Chiefs to have. He's beaten them. He's had good games against them because he's a quality wide receiver. I think the NFL is going to like him a lot more because he's going to be one of the more athletic big wide receivers coming out this year. Okay, so we decided to do uh, a little exercise here, and I, I'm calling it mock draft roulette. And What I did is I took four positions of need that the Chiefs have, I randomized them online, and we are going to draft in this order uh, round one, round two, round three, round four. So it's just kind of an exercise to say that we've got four positions of needs. Here's what it would look like if they took position X with their first pick. And the order was interior offensive line in round one, linebacker in round two, cornerback in round three, and receiver in round four. Uh, round one, we went with interior offensive line. We had some debates about a guy like Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma, uh, Tyler Biotish from Wisconsin. Maddie, you wanted to go with a, a, a little bit of a surprise, Nick Harris, the center from Washington. Okay, so first off, if I'm drafting interior offensive line in the first round and it's not Quentin Nelson, it's going to be an offensive center. I am not drafting a guard in the first round unless he's this elite you know, all decade kind of player. That's not happening in the late 20s, early 30s. So you're drafting a center. Your options are Tyler Beattis, Creed Humphrey, or Nick Harris. I'm a huge Nick Harris fan. I think he's got more powerful hands than either one of those other guys. I think he has packed so much power in his punch that he routinely knocks some of these freaks that you see in the Pac-12, some of these 300-pound monsters that they get, you know, the Samoan guys, not to go too far down the road, but you get some massive guys in the Pac-12. He knocks them off balance routinely. He's a big, round, robust guy that's not super tall, not super long, so he constantly plays with good leverage. And what I like the most about him, his understanding of angles on the move, he is one of the best space blockers you are going to see come out of this year's draft. And he does it with that shorter, stockier frame. I just The way he takes angles, gets his hips around guys on the move is phenomenal. He blocks better on the move than Creed Humphrey or Tyler Beattis. And I think as time goes on, you're going to see him creeping up closer and closer to those two guys in the draft. All right, round two. We had to go linebacker. And... I wonder who we went with, Craig. Well, I'd like to tell you about my son, Akeem Davis Gaither. You guys, <laughs> Baither? he Baither? is a... No, no, that's who we took. Uh, I think this is about 
where he will go if he's in round two, it might be earlier than this. If he tests really well, if he looks good in Mobile, it might be like an early round two sort of situation because those types of linebackers are very coveted, especially with Fred Warner performing as well as he is. So if he's available at this point and the Chiefs are dead set on a linebacker, go get your will, improve your team. All right, round three, uh, the Chiefs took a corner. I guess in this scenario, they made a concerted effort in free agency to help fix that cornerback position if they're going to wait until round three to take a cornerback. Thanks a lot, online randomizer. Um, (laughs) But another Senior Bowl invite that uh, has drawn our attention, Dane Jackson, the cornerback out of Pitt, Craig. Yeah, I I like Dane Jackson a lot. Uh, six foot, one ninety, really long. He he's got nice long arms, so he'll be able to cover some bigger receivers. He's got pretty fluid hips, and his footwork is also very very good. So I I saw him multiple times in man making man turns, and with those long arms, being able to drive receivers all the way out to the boundary, really leverage well, and he's got, you know, he's got enough long speed. And so I think that he's going to be he's going to fit Spagnolo pretty well because he's aggressive, he's long, he's fast. I will question his ball skills a little bit. I I've watched a few games. I've seen some games where he's got phenomenal ball skills and other games where he can't turn around to locate the ball in the air to save his life. So you'd have to really vet him as a player to find out what kind of, you know, what kind of guy he is. But he's like the 12th or 13th guy currently on my grade sheet right now. And guys, a little peek behind the curtain. Dane Jackson, these guys haven't watched him or graded him yet, but Dane Jackson has about the same grade that I put on DeAndre Baker last year. Woo! DeAndre Baker went in the first round. DeAndre Baker we had as a guy that was maybe a late round two dude, but this cornerback group is that level of good to where I've got like the 12th, 13th guy in the draft going this late because there's just so many of them. Chiefs have to take a corner. By the way, this would be Brett Veach's highest taken corner ever. That's not that's uh, not depressing. That's not depressing at all. Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay, round four, uh, we had the wide receiver based on the draft roulette. Uh, and it's a guy, I think Maddie thinks he might wind up going uh, much earlier than this. Right now, this is kind of about where you're seeing him evaluated. It's Michael Pittman from USC. Yeah, and we just talked about him, so it doesn't need to be too long. I do think he's going to be a day two pick. But what we did here, we actually drafted the all-senior bowl team, and I don't think no. we meant to. It's just the it's guys that we've been watching most frequently lately, and I think they're all pretty good values here when we're taking them. But Michael Pittman, to me, is kind of the perfect guy to put in this offense once you lose Sammy Watkins and Demarcus Robinson. He has the physical profile to play on the outside. I would assume he would come in and push a guy like Byron Pringle, who's excelled when he's played that same role, but he offers a different skill set. He's much bigger, much more physical, and a better blocker. So he kind of fulfills that Demarcus Robinson role of being the blo- a blocking wide receiver. He has the body 
to go up and catch the ball above cornerbacks, something that Sammy Watkins is probably the best wide receiver on the team on. Like these aren't things that Byron Pringle excels at. So he's kind of the antithesis of an X wide receiver to Byron Pringle, but I think it would fit in pretty well for this team if they were willing to invest in a big wide receiver. Well, there's a little bit of a, a draft content for you. We are kind of starting to rear up. We are gear up. We are 40 days away. 40 from the days. Forty days. We cannot wait. Draft season is approaching. We are irrationally excited, so we had to get a little content out for you. We'll be back sometime later. Uh, not scheduled, but we'll be back at some points to talk more about the draft. We'll catch you later.